Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode eight of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. And you're trembling with excitement about this. Yes. You, you, you take this, you take this. So seriously and so enthusiastically. You know what? I hate the Olympics. Can I just say that? I hate the Olympics. It locks down my house. Okay. Everybody's watching the Olympics. The presence management agenda coming out? That's, that's my Olympics. That's your thing. I, yeah. I want to watch yeah. that. This I've is, got, I'm holding up like number cards right now. It's it, the Super Bowl and the World Series and everything all wrapped, the Olympics, all wrapped up into one for you. Yep. You called me about a week ago. And you said, or it was longer than that now, because it was the day after uh, Margaret Weikert testified about the president's management agenda coming. And you said, the president's management agenda is coming next week. And okay, I, and okay. Like, now you're making fun. Robert, okay, yeah. just calm down. We knew it was coming. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. You were very excited about that. It just made me laugh, that's all. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's a living. As my wife would say, it's cute. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Um, so if you're holding up cards like the Olympics, what what number do you give this? What do you I, think? I would now that I said I was going to do that, I haven't really thought about a number, but I'd give it an 8. Yeah. Yeah. Out I mean, of 10. Out of 10. Okay. Um I I think it it leverages a lot of what's been done in the past, which is great. We haven't thrown away the baby with the bathwater as yeah. administrations tend to do. Um it shows new emphasis in areas that we think are important like um, the customer experience, mm-hmm. making sure we're serving American citizens better. Um, uh, and, you know, it says we're going to report clearly how we're doing. So I think those are all great things. I used a term before we went on the air that you corrected me rightfully so about. I suggested that there are three pillars here. IT monetization is one, workforce is one, and data is the third. And you suggested that IT monetization I should think of as a foundation for each of the other two, and I've also heard the analogy that this, these are more like tent poles that all come together, they're all locked together um, to deliver better for the American citizen what he or she expects from the government. Uh, why is it important the way that we think about the president's management agenda uh, in the same way that it's important what's in here and how it's actually executed? Well, there's an important diagram that shows how all of these different things overlap. Um, and actually, the cover of the thing shows um, gears mm-hmm. uh, all working together. Yep. And, you know, if any of these things are done in a silo, then they won't have accomplished very much. All of these things are codependent, interdependent, Um You know, I really think it's about modernization, technology, modernization, innovation. Those are the kinds of things that are going to help the government solve some of its longstanding challenges and leapfrog um, over some of the advancements that they've missed because it's been sort of stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things here that you took on in the Bush administration, that the Obama team took on uh, during that administration, that I imagine the Clinton folks took on during the Clinton administration, and we're still working on them. What's At what point do you continue to push the rock up the hill, and at what point do you decide maybe we need to rethink whether this rock needs to be pushed up the hill? 
You know what I'm getting at? I do. You're sort of saying, are we wasting our time? Is that what you're asking? Well, I don't mean to frame it in that way, but at some point, I wonder if it doesn't, if the if we're if we're not sure if we're asking the right questions the solutions and and the methods to get to the solutions that i see in the president's management agenda make a lot of sense this strikes me as a very well thought out document that is executable the question becomes do we wind up with the outcomes that we want or are we at a point where we may need to rethink whether we want or need the same kind of outcome that we maybe thought we needed 10 years ago or 20 years ago or, or longer. Look, I don't think we're going to ever achieve success in all of these areas because if you look at IT modernization, we will never have caught up and no one has caught up to the advancements in technology enjoyed by the private sector. So we have to keep at it. Um, one of the areas of greatest frustration, of course, is in the people part. We haven't uh, cracked the policies and practices we need to recruit, retain the workforce we need. And so that's one that I think really uh, deserves some attention. Part of that is getting people security clearances. People who work for the government need, we need to be assured that they're not a threat to our national security. We fell way back in the last several years on that. And so we need to um, invest dramatically in improving that. Again, we'll never have accomplished all we want to in these areas. But if we stop, if we don't continue to find ways to accelerate progress, then we'll continue to fall way, way behind and totally miss the objective of this, which is to really satisfy the American people, to improve trust in government. You got at one of the things that I think is most important and is very positive about this president's management agenda. And maybe you're a little biased because you know, you have some experience with the president's management agenda. But I think it's tremendous that this administration decided we are going to use the mechanisms that are already in place to uh, to push forward what we want to do, using the terminology, president's management agenda, cross-agency priority goals, all of these things that already existed, rather than trying to reframe and reinvent all of these and lose the time just to tell everybody this is how we're going to do things from now on that is typical that we've seen. You, know, you and I have both seen that over every administration change since we've been around. Yep. Um, we have not thrown out the baby with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. um, we have leveraged initiatives that have gone on in the past. And a little shout-out to my my man, Dustin Brown, for having architected a little bit of this in the transition from Bush to Obama, and you see a lot of his fingerprints here, leveraging the cross-agency goals that are required in the Government Performance and Results Act, not to comply with the act, but really to use it to bring people together, set a common framework and measurement across government so that everybody's rowing in the same direction. There are three main points, uh, and I'm looking at the section that I think is probably my favorite section in the whole document, and that's how we will get there, where they specifically lay out, this is how we're going to do it. And the reason that this is my favorite section, I think, is because this is very clear in telling agencies what will be expected of them, how they'll be judged. Um, here's here's the quote that I think is, is the money quote in the whole thing. Presence management agenda lays out a long-term vision for effective and modern government capabilities that work on behalf of the American people and focus on the following, mission, service, 
and stewardship. Mission, the American people count on the government every day, et cetera, et cetera. And it talks about how mission focus in everything that an agency does is necessary. Service is how the customer receives whatever it is that the government is supposed to do for them, and the expectation is it will be delivered in the most efficient and effective way. And the last one is stewardship, um, effective stewardship of taxpayer dollars. And the reason I think that one's interesting is because it signals a little bit of the difference in worldview of this administration compared to previous administrations. And I think that was crystallized most by Director Mulvaney at OMB. And I don't remember what the particular program was that somebody was asking him about. But he was talking about how we have to start to think about these programs from the perspective of the taxpayer rather than just the recipient of the service, whether this is a value to the taxpayer in addition to being a benefit to the person who's receiving the service. I don't know. I've been around Washington about 20 years. You've been around longer. I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody, let alone a director of OMB, frame that concept in that way. You know, it's always been an, an, uh, central to the way I view the government and, and, and the way we try to improve it. It's not the government's money. It's the taxpayer's money. The services that they're getting from us, they're paying for. Their expectations should be really high. And it's those expectations uh, are increased when they see service improvements in so many other sectors. So uh, although I'm not sure I've heard it expressed in exactly that way, I think every management agenda has tried to approach it from getting more for the taxpayer dollars, whether it be service or outcomes. Um, the, uh, the, the, the point about outcomes can't be overstated because – if you come to work every day and you're focusing on the work that's in front of you, you can miss the important outcomes that you're supposed to be trying to accomplish. So to the extent this gets at what are the important outcomes that we ought to be achieving, how well are we doing that, and how is this transformation going to help us do that better, I think this really could be transformational. It could be different than initiatives in the past. Let, let me turn the tables a little bit on you, Francis. Oh. You're, you you interview people for a living. You you talk to a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're hearing. What's the, what's the reaction to folks that you've talked to? So I have been surprised by the reaction to this only because I'm – overall, the reaction has been very positive. I haven't identified yet a single person who said, eh, this isn't – there's no value to this. What I've been struck by is the enthusiasm for this from people of all political stripes, folks who um, would have no other reason to endorse it other than the fact that they think it's good. People who are very committed, um, very loyal Obama administration people saying, yeah, this is a good framework. And that's very, to me, very positive. Um, My takeaway from it has been that similar to what you talked about a moment ago if agencies take this and take it seriously and don't kind of blow it off and go well these people will be gone soon enough there's a lot of potential here to change the way not only that government serves people but the way that people think about the way that government serves them and i think that's the most positive thing that that could happen as a result of the execution of this i think this feeds a real hunger 
something we haven't had for a long time, which is a, a pretty distinct framework around which to focus our energies, our dollars, our people on a limited number of improvements. I would ask you what surprised you the most about it. If you'd asked me before this came out what the level of emphasis on data would be, I don't think I would have thought that it would be one of these tent poles or pillars or whatever we've decided we want to call them. I I think it's good. Um, I wonder, I I think of the three pieces of of those three main elements of this, that's probably the one that's going to require the heaviest lifting on the parts of the agency. I don't think there's anybody that argues that there isn't an IT modernization issue in every single agency all across the federal government, that there's a ton of work that needs to be done. I don't think you could find anybody that would argue that the human capital system that we have in government now and the condition of the workforce is fine the way that it is, that both of those pieces of the people problem that the government has don't need tons of work. I'm not sure that you could identify a whole lot of people across government who would say, we're even sure what to do next about the data revolution. I think everybody knows that the government has and continues to receive tons of data. I think there are a lot of people going, what do we do with it? How do we use it to make better decisions? I'm encouraged by the fact, though, that there are a lot of people who are at least asking that question. I mean, I'm not sure that two years ago or five years ago, people were even asking that question. Is How do we turn this data into better decision making? That at least is an important emphasis. But I think that's, I would say, what surprised me the most is the emphasis on data, and I think it's a very positive thing. Yeah, I, I agree. The strategies they're talking about are uh, enterprise data governance, making mm-hmm. sure we know what we have and that we're responsible for it, using it the best way we can. Improving access, use, and augmentation. How do we combine data sources, uh, enhance it through visualization or other things to help uh, help people use it. Improving decision-making and accountability with data. And then... This, I think, is pretty interesting. Commercialization. So in the private sector, if you have a data source, it's an asset that you can sell or rent. Um, I think the, the, the government is looking at ways they can tap into this data, perhaps get some revenue from it, which I think would drive real efforts to improve it. Uh, what is striking to me, too, you said what else, you said what surprises you about this. What else I think surprises me about this is how many concepts that maybe were described differently by different people in the Obama administration, but the ideas were very similar. The one that you just laid out there is very, the way that you described it's very similar to the way that Vivek Kundra described the data trove that the government owned, that he suggested liberating it could be a, a driver of economic activity in the private sector. Now, I'm not sure that he ever specifically, he may have, I'm, but I don't know, that he ever specifically suggested that it should be a revenue source for the government. But he certainly did say, we have all of this stuff, and it's if it's not classified or if it's not confidential, then it should be available for people to use. And so I, I think that's just one example of other themes and other concepts and other ideas that I see here that had this come from a, a Democratic administration, I, I'm not sure I would have been surprised. Yeah, um, I, and I'm not sure that the – well, 
the focus on it here, I think, is is quite intentional. Um, and I do think that looking for different ways to unlock, find value in, commercialize government data um, is going to uh, improve the data, but more importantly, um, increase its use and the value people get from it. Uh, just a couple minutes left. What are the forcing functions that you think the administration should put in place, whether incentives or uh, requirements, to make this happen so that at some point in the future we can say we achieved X that we can demonstrate because of the framework that was instituted in the PMA? Yeah, transparency is a key driver. So people are uh, very proud in government, and to be shown falling short of expectations is not something they want. So reporting candidly and clearly how people are doing is going to be really important. Um, budget is a critical element. Uh, I think the um, uh, making sure that resources are investment are invested or withheld in case people do or don't perform um, is going to be really important. You know, other than that, it sounds hokey. But leadership, you've got to make sure that this is a focus of senior leadership across the government and that they sustain that focus over time. If we lose it, if, if Margaret Weikert moves on, if Mick Mulvaney finds it less important, if we have a lot more transition in those leadership positions, um, it puts all of this at risk. All right. You used, if we were doing magic words on the FedHeads podcast, you hit one, and that is funding. Where's the money come from? What, how do you match up? What's the intersection between the omnibus that passed recently and the president's management agenda? And where do they, where do they come together and where do they separate, I guess, is the best way to phrase that question. Well, I do see some hesitancy on the part of Congress. There are some provisions in there that kind of limit the flexibility that the Trump administration sought, especially related to reorganization or reform. Um, on the other hand, agencies have more money today uh, than they've had in a very long time. Um, and they've got precious few months in which to spend it. So uh, not enough resources is not an excuse in these areas. Hopefully they know where to focus those dollars to get the biggest bang for the buck. Um, uh, uh, but that, those are the two, two observations I would have from the omnibus that was uh, signed recently. Robert Shea, episode eight of FedHeads is in the books. I didn't think I'd make it this far. Really? I thought you'd fire me a long <laughs> time a long time I, ago, but I, I, here, I, here I sit. And, so. I, and I thought, thought you would have gotten bored of me, but I'm, I'm glad we're still at this. Well, I'm glad that we are, and I'm glad that you are listening. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to The FedHeads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.